when I'm down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Bought in a tall martini glass Let's swing them down to Ricky's, down to Ricky's place Hello and welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. I'm Jerry McCarty, here with no Rick Farmelo and Amanda Raymond, but I have a special guest. I feel like Mike Douglas with a guest host for the week, Kelly Maroney. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Jerry. It's great to be here. That's right. And and with us tonight, and we are, uh, well, I'll let Kelly tell us where we're at, but but we have the great director of over 20 films, let's say 30 films, Dennis Devine. Dennis, welcome back hey. to Rick's Martini Bar. Thank you. I feel like uh, it's a Halloween tradition. I missed last year, but uh, the two years prior to that, yes, was your guest for your Halloween episode. You were the guest for the Halloween episode, and you gave a, you can start thinking now, you gave a Halloween recommendation, which people liked a lot. His recommendation was watch... Frankenstein and Bride at Frankenstein together as one film. That's right. They play better as one film, actually. And that's what you, that's what, that was your recommendation. We had right. people comment, say that was a good idea. So, Kelly, tell everybody where we are. We are at the fabulous Beverly Hills Hotel. We're in the cabana. Yes, we're in the cabana. <laughs> we're, we're kind of by the <laughs> Not pool. The, Coke of cabana. the pool. <laughs> so, anyway, and Kelly was with us at our last episode. And thanks for everybody that came out to our last uh Thing Kelly thinks there were 200 people there at yeah. the uh, 200 people at our uh, live event. Thank you for everybody that came out and uh, Dennis m- missed it, but it was an awesome night. I'm sad I missed it. Yeah, I was there in spirit. So we are going to talk today about um, about our favorite horror directors. Dennis directs a lot of horror films, some G-rated films, but a lot of horror films. Yes. And Kelly was in Chopping Mall. Any what other horror? films? films have you been uh, in? The Zero Boys. Ooh. As a horror movie. Um, None of the comments, a zombie kind of. It's a horror of, film. Kind of a horror yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm known as a horror person. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So we're going to talk about our favorite horror film directors, and you guys can get personal about the people you've worked with and you like to. That's always cool. But I'm just, as somebody, I'm just going to pick the movies I like growing up. So that's what we're going to do. Dennis, plug away. You've got a lot of stuff to plug. Oh, yeah. Do it I now, and then you can do it at the end, too. All right. All right. My quick plug is if you're listening to this in L.A. and you're near North Hollywood, um, I, I'm in a band called the Hollywood Hillbillies. I'm the drummer. And uh, an actress from several of our movies is the lead singer. So uh, you could come see us at the CIA. That's in North Hollywood. It's on Burbank. And it's just east of Lancashire, so please come on. And we start at eight, but our band probably won't play till at least nine. And so. what type of music is this that you play? Well, uh, it's it's going to be a surprise because oh, you would it think is. it's yeah. You think it's going to be hillbilly? It's gonna you be would think like, it's going to be hillbilly and something very like bizarre. It's a, a show. Jug it's or like something. you know that there there's a special show that that happens. We're not just a normal band. We're more of a performance oh, band. Oh, so little Oingo Boingo. We write our own songs, and then weird stuff happens. So oh. think mysterious sci-fi cool. events. Oh. And not Rockabilly. And not Rockabilly. And, and there's, we have dancers, and it's like a whole... So it's a, it's a performance It's art. a performance, and the music's still good, too. The music though. is still good. Yeah. 
We must see this. Yeah. No. And then one other plug I'd like to make a go ahead. that plug anyone away. who listens could go to at the Jump Cut Cafe in Sherman Oaks, I believe it is. Or, I've been there. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a movie screening called Fat Planet. It's a G-rated comedy, not a horror film, but uh, it's it's unlike. Okay, I'm going to tell you about the last time that Dennis invited me to one of these yeah. things here. <laughs> so Dennis invited me to see the screening at that place, Jump Cut Cafe. Jump Cafe. <laughs> And uh, anyway, it was called the Reven- Lizzie Borden's Revenge. L- L- Lizzie Borden's Revenge. And I come in, and Dennis introduces me to this beautiful blonde actress. And I talk to her, and I'm thinking, okay, she's probably Lizzie Borden. In comes another girl, and another girl, all shaking my hand. And I'm like, this is not the same Lizzie Borden that I remember. There's supposed to be some fat lady that gets killed in this thing. And then I see the movie, and it's got nothing to do with the 18 a little bit to do with the 1800s yeah. flashbacks but, but lots of hot naked chicks in, uh, in, right. and then after it's over all of these girls come and say how did you like it and shake my hand and you don't know how hard it was to look them in the eye when they were, <laughs> when they were all coming up right. saying how did you like the film i was i just saw you completely naked and i was yeah. like a little embarrassed but anyway that's not going to happen in Fat Planet, by the way. There's no, it's G-rated. So it's Tuesday night, November 6th at 7.30. Okay, right. And Revenge of Lizzie Barton, a fun film. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess a horror movie. Can I say it's a fun film? I, I hope it, you think it's I fun. thought it was fun. It was yeah. like just movie that you can just kind of watch and right. look, act silly and look at it and see it. it that's fun. When I have a low budget, that's what I try to do is go for Fun versus. You can't take yourself seriously no. when your budget's really low. No. something is going to look stupid. Right. It's just I embrace it. Right. right. It was. Do you have to? Yes. Yeah, be honest it. about it. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Um, we have to take our first commercial break, but when we return, we will be back, and we're going to get down and start talking about directors, our favorite horror film directors, at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place. The girls are refined, and the men have good taste. We are back at Rick's Martini Bar with the lovely Kelly Maroney and the incredible Dennis Devine, horror movie director extraordinary. Jerry. Oh, no, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just the schleppy guy with the, uh, with the <laughs> show. And uh, anyway, we're talking about <laughs> horror film directors. And so let's go to Dennis first. Dennis, tell us one of your favorites. Right. Not to be the favorite, but just one of your one of your favorite horror film directors. I'm actually going to go with the favorite. I have a favorite director who actually was influential to me and many other filmmakers, of course, is uh, Dario Argento, Italian horror filmmaker. And um, Don't know who he is. Explain. <laughs> okay, so, Dar- so the first film I saw by Dario Argento, was called Suspiria, and um, I saw it in a really run-down theater that Jerry and I were talking about in, in Detroit uh, with my brother, and it was so... Infl- I thought, oh, my God, this film is so weird and creepy and disturbing and all these things, and I want to make movies like this. Wow. And so uh, a lot of f- director, horror film directors have influenced by him. You know, you, you wear a lot of dark leather, and you see those black gloves and... And it's like a lot of colored gels. And so, anyway, so Dario, a lot of stark contrast lighting. So Dario Gento was a big influence on me. Wow. And 
Wow. Uh, some of his other films are Deep Red, Tenebre. And he they'd shoot him in Italian, and then all the town actors would speak Italian, and the American actors would speak Amer- English. And then they would just dub it all in English later. Wow. So it's kind of odd dubbing. But uh, That is, you just made me feel yeah. a lot less smart now that you just named somebody that I didn't know anything about, but I should. Okay. The the theater, let's talk about this theater where you saw this movie, because yes. I, I saw this movie. This is in Detroit, mm-hmm. and I used to purposely to go see 1980s horror movies, go to this theater, because this theater was, the films were $1.00. And it was, well, including, considering I was there, 98% African American. Mm-hmm. And what made it great was they, the they <laughs> yell at the screen. It was like, it was Don't like, go in yes, there. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that white man with the hockey mask is in there. Don't go in there. And the signs, too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, what, they always read the signs. Oh yeah, they always. It's great. Every sign that goes up, they read. Mm-hmm. You know, no trespassing. It was like great. <laughs> it was like the best way to watch a film, and it made them all more. It made them so much more fun. Right. So that's good. Good to hear. Kelly, tell us about one of your favorite horror film directors. Well, you know, I was just thinking of George Romero. Good choice. He's usually the I just uh, voted the top as, by most. A as lot of you people. were as you were speaking, I thought. Well, sure. I mean, you watched Night of the Living Dead. I, I watched it again recently, not even as a horror movie, but as social commentary. I guess, you know, you, you have inspired me to class up my conversation here a little bit. I was going to go straight for Hitchcock, but, you know, which is, which is not a bad choice either. But, you know, he raised the bar a little bit yeah. with the Italian director, did he not? Yes. Well, Dario Gendo actually produced a few George Romero That's films. True. So. That's true. And they had no money whatsoever. Mm. And nobody, you know, all the actors, were, they didn't have any yeah. idea what was going on or what they were in. And that's what's fun about horror movies is oftentimes it, you know, Nobody really. It's just sort of a jumble where you know they have a dollar ninety nine. Go get a mask, and it <laughs> turns out to be the William Shat. You know they have to fess up years later when it's a classic. Oh, that was a William Shatner mask, and it, it's all full of that kind of stupid stuff that you can, that you know forces the creativity. So you end up coming up with stuff that you would never come up with if you had enough money or time. You'd never come up with it. So. Um, it, that's what's exciting about it. Wow. Yeah. You guys are both so much more cerebral than me because I'm going to go right to the uh, right to the kind of films I like, Good. which and, and actually Kelly owes uh, something to this director, which is John Carpenter, who did the first Halloween, and mm-hmm. we talked about this a little bit. As to have Jamie Lee Curtis as this smart girl, the one that survives right. and all of the. Uh, and, and just that style, which got ripped off over and over again. But besides that, he did The Fog, and he did right. The Thing. He redid The, the thing. Things, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The Thing, yeah. And Escape the... from New York. Right. And uh, he, he did a lot of good films, and I uh, mm-hmm. he's one of my favorites. And uh, I just like that whole genre. And then later, Kelly Maroney uh, was in Chopping Mall playing that smart chick that survives. I was a Linda Hamilton ripoff. I think I was supposed to be Terminator. You were supposed to be like Terminator fighting a robot. Okay, okay, okay. Well, the director of that film and I have somewhat similar careers. I think he has a little higher budgets to work with, but probably not. In the ballpark, we've had similar budgets, I guess, and we've made a lot of uh, horror films with a lot of women in it. Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. 
Back to you, Dennis. Who's somebody else? You, you. Okay, so, um, you know, the other, um, I was thinking when you asked about uh, film directors, you know, I mean, obviously Hitchcock was great and set the bar. And also there, you know, with Psycho, and was basically became the modern, the, the grandfather of modern horror films, I think. But, um, you know, so he was great at, at shocking and suspense and, but I think there are a lot of uh, great horror film directors. But um, and, you know, Wes Craven would probably be maybe my oh, second Nightmare favorite. Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. Nightmare on yes. Elm Street, and, and even his earlier films are very gritty, like Last House on the Left. Right. You know, not right. necessarily great filmmaking by today's standards, but with a low budget, he knew how to yeah. take a knife and. Did he do the Hills Have Eyes? Hills Have Eyes was I was oh. going to mention next too. Same thing, low budget, very gritty, very influential. You see, like Rob Zombie films, I think are very. Influenced by Hills Have Eyes, you know. So mm-hmm. it's funny how the, there's a. Mm. It's not so much people stealing from each other. It's just this whole collective unconsciousness sort of uh, flourished. It's uh, everybody. Yeah. Like I do that. think and they still. No, they still shots for sure. I yeah, mean, I've I've taken some <laughs> shots and go, oh, that was a good shot. I'm gonna do something just That's like that. True. And you know, Brian De Palma, who's a great, great uh, horror director. film director. Gary. He right. did carry, yeah. But he, he basically rips off shots, uh, sequences of shots. Like, if you look at Dress the Kill, which is one of his better horror films, that, like, he has basically the, the shower scene from Psycho in there when uh, Angie Dickinson's Angie character Dickinson, gets killed. Yeah. Right. And then when she's walking around in the the museum, that's basically the, the um, you know, that's from a Hitchcock film. So, um, yeah, I think that's sweet, though. It's a lot of people in film, we always feel like students. And so we want to, it's almost like we're always in school, especially right. when you've got not enough money and not enough time. You think, you know, I want to try what I saw that I really admired. Yeah. So we're sort of That's still cool. in school. You're still and right. we're all fans. And we're all well, yeah, fans and we know what we like. He's stealing from Psycho and Vertigo, so, I mean, he's not. He's, you got to steal. That's not a bad place to steal from. Everybody steals everything. <laughs> hey, we have to take another break. Then when we come back, we'll be back for one more se- segment. <laughs> At Rick's Martini Bar. Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. Hey, so this is Dennis Devine, and I'm back with on Rick's Martini Bar. That's without, right. Without Rick. But without Rick, but with Jerry, with Jerry. and Kelly Maroney. And Kelly Maroney, the very lovely Kelly Maroney. Yes. And, uh... So it's Kelly's turn. Tell, Kel- next, uh, your next favorite director. Um, we said Hitchcock. Yes. Um, 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 the Exorcist, William Friedkin. Yeah, William Friedkin. You know, when, one point, uh, point I wanted to make is that uh, a lot of great horror films were made by non-horror film directors. Rosemary's like William Baby, Friedkin. Robin yeah. Polanski. Right, oh. and Spielberg made Although Jaws. he is a little bit scary. That's scary. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, Spielberg made Jaws. So That's right. Jaws is uh, a good Jonathan horror film. Demi made uh, Silence of the Lambs, which is, you know, right, one of the right, great right. horror films. So, I mean, a lot of really just, uh, they just are great filmmakers who happen to make one or two horror films. But when we talk about Dara Jenna, he makes horror films. That's right. what he right. does. Or John Carpenter did right. primarily right. And my favorite old-timer, Val Luton. Yeah. Somebody's got to say James Whale, right? Well, James Whale, of course. If we're going back to the uh, '30s, he's the he's the first great horror f- director. Yeah. So he made The Invisible Man and Frankenstein: Bride of Frankenstein. So. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to William Friedkin is a great great one. But as yeah. long as you mention people that are 
regular directors, that mainstream directors that make a great horror movie, I'm going to name a horror movie mm. that, uh, director that went into um, mainstream, but I can tell he still likes horror movies, and he's from Michigan. No, Sam yeah. Raimi. Sam Raimi. <laughs> Evil Dead, yeah. Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and uh, and then he got wrapped up in three Spider-Man movies. Yeah. And uh, and uh, then he came back with, uh, what was the last one he did? Drag, drag Me to Hell or Drag You to Hell? Or yeah, yes, yeah. that's, that's right. Yeah, so he, he still likes that genre, I can tell. I think he just produced that film, though. Did he direct it also? I think he might have directed yeah. it. Yeah. He did do um, a, ghost zomb- a ghost story, though. But, yeah. Sam Raimi, he was great. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, famous for Bruce Campbell, and, uh, <laughs> and being in all of his movies, yeah. all of his horror Bruce movies. He discovered he? Bruce Campbell, right? They're friends from. Oh yeah, uh, they. Went, I think they went to Michigan State together. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And that's where <laughs> that's they cool. made. Yeah, they made that movie right out of college. So. Okay, Dennis, back to you. You you, you know more than <laughs> any of us about. Well, um, you know, obviously, I could go on and on about uh, film horror directors, but uh, you know. Um, a lot of guys, I was thinking about what about contemporary horror film directors? And, you know, a lot of contemporary horror films, I feel uh, there's they try to shock you, but they, it's hard to shock torture people anymore. Porn. So, yeah, there's torture porn, which, but, you know, I, I'm okay with the torture porn if there's a story and there's a character development, but a lot of times it's not. It's there's not. none, there's no there scary, or very little. So, gross um, or. or but, but so do you have your do you have your Halloween recommendation well, movie? I do like I do like uh, Rob Zombie, although he's very controversial also. But um, if you if I would say, let me get back to you on the, you, you mean what? I'm going to give my recommendation, yeah. and then we can each give another right. recommendation. All right. Mine is, and and it just hit me when you said about the modern f- films, yeah. because if streaming on Netflix right now, so you can watch it for free, is a movie called. Tucker and Dale versus oh, I Evil. I love that movie. Yes. It's a great old time horror movie kind of well, a twist thing with, with a, a d- twist yes. at the end, which we we don't want to do a spoiler, yeah. but just a great kind of formula movie with a twist, and it's funny and it's good and it's gory and it's it's great it's, recommendation. It's a great. Yeah. It's a, so that's my Halloween recommendation: Tucker mm. and Dale versus Evil. Wow, mm. I never heard of that one. Do you have, uh, a, do you have a recommendation? Nosferatu. Nesperato. <laughs> that scared me The original so Nesperato? Oh, yeah. that's yeah. so scary. That was really scary. I always look for the real scare, uh-huh. you know, and that's that's the one. That's creepy. That's There's some things that are just, like, too creepy to be. <laughs> well, if I'm going to recommend a movie, here's what I would say. That my I have two favorite uh, – I I have a couple of favorite horror films. My actually ultimate favorite horror film is The Exorcist, yeah. which we talked about earlier. Kelly mentioned. And I've I've seen it seven different times on at the theater because in in over different years every time they re-release it I have to go see it because I'm I'm just obsessed with that movie because I feel that it it it's so believable on many levels they take the time to develop the characters and right. and and the Catholicism of it's so genuine right. you, you know I grew up Catholic and I really feel it it yeah. oozes with Me it too. and I I just feel like I'm there. And then I'm experiencing the horror. So that's one of the very few movies that that actually get to me, and I can feel the horror of it. That's another one that is Mm. really scary on a a different level. Like some movies are so gory and bloody, they're Mm. not believable, Mm. and they kind of 
you can kind of be at a distance, but right. that wraps you in it. The extra says you can watch it and not be scared and go home and be by yourself, and all of a sudden you're terrified. <laughs> and I still get that way, no matter what. And I think you hit a great point that that's what makes movies scary is when you, the time is taken to make these real people to right. the audience mm-hmm. so that when, when things start to happen mm-hmm. to them, the audience is in, engaged with them. Right. If you just see somebody and you don't really connect with them and then stuff starts to happen to them, it's not scary because you're mm-hmm. not – you don't care as much. You're not as invested. Right. Well, we are out of time. Dennis, go ahead. Run your 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 uh, plugs again. All right. Quick. Sunday the 27th, the band at uh, as Hollywood Hillbillies playing at CIA in North Hollywood. Please come even if you just finished listening to this race over. You <laughs> won't be disappointed. It's a show. It's a performance. And there's good music. Well, that's so. what Danny Elfman did with the Oingo Boingo, right? It was the nights yes. of the Oingo Boingo. Right. And he would put on a whole kind of story. That's crazy, man. You got to see it. And then November 5th at the Jump Cut Cafe, Fat Planet. It's, a, you'll, it's unlike any movie you've ever seen. It's weird. It's a comedy. It's not scary. But... Uh, Come cool. see it. Jump Cut Cafe. And I'll probably, I'm probably coming, so Yay. I'll say hello to you, too, if you come. Awesome. Great. And uh, you want to give a plug, Kelly? Um, the next Dennis Devine movie yeah. she's going to be in. <laughs> yay. <laughs> Kelly Maroney, well, yay. Night of the Comet's coming out on Blu-ray. Okay, good. You go see Night of the Comet on Blu-ray. And do you... In fact, I got to ask both of you guys. Do you check on Netflix to see which one of your, which your things are streaming? I do not, but I am. I'm told on my Facebook. I would do that all the time. I checked today. I checked this morning (laughs) because I knew I was coming here, and I might get asked. And I know that if you look my name up, there are only about six films, but I have at least six more on there that aren't tied to my name. So right, right, because you were cool, and that I didn't even know were on there. People post on my Facebook page Mm. the TV schedule, every all the appearances, including Mm. my guest spots and all that stuff. So. It's, it's usually to be found somewhere on my Facebook. Okay. Like cool. And you can follow Kelly Maroney at Facebook. Just search actress, it. Search actress Kelly Maroney. Though. Actress Kelly Maroney. And I'm on Twitter now. I just only have a few followers because Dennis Devine, M-O-V. Oh. Dennis Devine, M-O-V. Cool. Kelly Maroney on Twitter. K-E-L-L-I-M-A-R-O-N-E-Y. A reviewer actually, one of his questions to me was, What's up with no one spelling your name right ever? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the often misspelled Kelly Maroney and the incredible Dennis Devine, my name's Jerry McCarty. Cheers! Cheers. Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. A subtle joke. A touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's swing them down to Ricky